The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by HubSpot. Imagine growing a business with high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, and wildly happy customers. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. LinkedIn presents. I've spent a lifetime centering my own experiences in life, exploring my own perspectives, But new truths open up when I center other people's experiences, when I attempt to imagine life as they experience it. Are you the main character of your own life? You are, right? You probably experience your life as a drama in which you play the starring role. But what would happen if you allowed someone else to be the protagonist for a little while? What if you could center someone else's experience? What would you learn about that person and about yourself? Welcome back to The Next Big Idea Daily, where we're talking with podcaster, reporter, and memoirist, Jesse Hempel. If you missed the earlier parts of our conversation, you can hear them in your podcast feed or on our Next Big Idea app. Jesse's written a book called The Family Outing about what happened when her father came out as gay, her mother came out as a trauma survivor, her sister came out as bisexual, and her brother came out as transgender. It was this last revelation that proved the most challenging for Jesse because even after accepting his gender identity, she still struggled with how to talk about it. Nearly half of the story in my book occurs before my brother comes out as transgender. He is a character, and sometimes even the central character. Yet during this time in our lives, my own memory casts him as a little girl. Thinking back, I remember that the idea of being the oldest of three daughters was central to my identity. It defined how I thought about myself. I wondered, how could I write about this honestly? What did that even mean? I perceived this to be a conundrum, and I tried to ask my brother to solve it. I didn't plan to use his dead name, which is the name he was given at birth and chose to give up when he came out. I didn't want to refer to him wrongly. But how was I supposed to navigate the moments when my memory conflicted with his experience? My brother didn't see this as a problem. I'm Evan, he told me. Write about me as Evan. You mean as a boy, I asked? And he had every right to be frustrated with me when I asked this question. But instead, he was gentle with me. Yes, write about me as who I am, who I'm telling you I always was. So I tried it. I began to center my brother's experience. I wrote about the child Evan was, the creative and stubborn and persistent first grader who grew into a withdrawn and pragmatic adolescent. As I wrote about my brother with the pronouns he chose, centering the experiences he identified as important, an unexpected thing began to happen for me. I began to see him more clearly for who he was. I began to understand him differently, and also to know him better. My takeaway? I've spent a lifetime centering my own experiences in life, exploring my own perspectives. But new truths open up when I center other people's experiences when I attempt to imagine life as they experience it. Two questions come to mind around this. One is, has the process of writing this book changed your relationship with your family, in particular with your parents? Do they feel seen by you now that they've read your description of their life experience? Yes, but in different ways. My father read the book, And he closed the book and he said, God, I was an asshole as a dad. (laughs) And I said, oh, I'm so sorry, dad, if it came across that way and I can change it and what doesn't work. And he said, no, no, no. 
you got it right. And I was that way, and I'm not now, and I'm proud of who I've become, and I am proud of you for writing this book. And he showed up at the the launch for the book, and he has been just so supportive. Wow. Now, my my mother was in a different situation. My mother was the first one to tell me to go write the book. Hmm. But because she had had a lot of mental health challenges of her own, her children had never leveled with her about the impact of those challenges on us. And so for her, this process of reporting the book and revisiting these times, it was so hard and it was so painful. And she was so brave to show up and do it anyways. And boy, she did not like it when I wrote about it. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was emotionally pretty devastating for her Mm. to the point where she finally said, can you use a pseudonym? And we did. Um, We used the pseudonym for her. But then when the book was done and she read it and all of her friends read it and appreciated sort of how she had evolved as a person, she came around and she also felt really proud of it and proud of me for writing it, which felt good. That's great. This idea of centering other people's experience, obviously great advice for writers and a great way for you to go back in time and connect with your family of origin. But I wonder if you're able to use this in any way with your current family. You have a a wife and two, two little kids. Is that right? I think a lot about that because I know inevitably that when you ask them this question in years to come, they will all tell you that I have failed them in Mm -hmm. any number of ways. Inevitably. Inevitably, because that's how life works. And yet the aspiration is entirely worthy. Um, Yeah, I think about that all the time. At this point, they are so young. Again, yeah, my son is four, my daughter is one, Mm -hmm. that it almost doesn't quite apply to center myself in my four-year-old's experience usually Mm -hmm. leaves me grumpy and hungry and (laughs) focused on the lollipop that I wouldn't give him. (laughs) Um, But it really does apply when it comes to my relationship with my wife. Um, Mm -hmm. I would tell you, and I hope that she would tell you that I think we have a very strong marriage and it has taken a lot of work for that marriage Mm -hmm. to be so strong. And a lot of that work has come from therapy. We did several years of great therapy, not when we were in crisis, but when we were in that moment where we were trying to decide whether this was a relationship that was going to carry us through life. Hmm. And the point and the goal of the therapy was to help us learn how to listen well to each other and to learn where we were different and what we needed. In other words, for each of us to learn to center the other person's experience. Wow. Good advice. I'm going to have to, going to, have to try that. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If these ideas are resonating, pick up a copy of The Family Outing at your favorite bookstore and come back tomorrow when we'll talk about the importance of showing up. It sounds obvious, but it's a powerful, if simple, practice and the cornerstone of great relationships. I'm Michael Kovnett. See you tomorrow. Tomorrow.